everybody. Hi. Oh my gosh. Well, it's technically Thursday, and if you're listening to this Wednesday night when I release it, then happy Wednesday. But if not, then uh, happy Thursday. Thirsty Thursday, everybody. I hope everybody's having a really good week. I didn't put out an episode yesterday morning because there wasn't that many stories that were worthy, I guess, of reporting about. But of course, as life happens, the, uh, you know, series of events unfold usually in the wee hours of the day, which is the case for Wednesday going into Thursday, um, which is, you know, what I'm reporting about. But I hope everybody's had a really good week so far. Um, It's kind of been a weird long week for me personally. I kind of had a very tame day on Wednesday, which was great. I got to spend a lot of time with my dog, just relax. I took a nap. I haven't taken a nap in quite some time, but I was like really tired. So, (laughs) you know, I needed a nap. Um, and obviously, I started this episode off with uh, Unwritten by the iconic Natasha Bedingfield, The Hills opening number, or The Hills opening song, theme song from the show. Uh, and because one of our stories has to do with season two of The Hills New Beginnings, sort of the reboot of The Hills, of course, which is a spinoff of The Hills, starring Lauren Conrad um, and Kristen Cavallari, who was her successor, um, which is honestly... One of my favorite shows ever, that whole era of reality TV, like 2006 to 2010, you know, Laguna Beach and the Hills. And then, of course, The City, too, with Whitney Port and Olivia Palermo, Kelly Catrone, Roxy. Uh, I, I just love that whole era. And MTV really, um, MTV and E, uh, with the earlier seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, were um, very poignant moments of my youth. Uh, but yeah, so... I honestly don't have that much to talk about, so I think I'm just going to hop right into the stories. Um, I have four for you today. Uh, four really good ones, actually. Uh, starting off with one of my favorite artists, uh, newer artists, not newer, maybe newer, I guess, of the last two years, Billie Eilish, even though she's been around for a while. Um, this is from E! News. So, Billie Eilish unfollows everyone on Instagram after allegedly sharing message about abusers. Now, I love Billie Eilish. She's supremely talented. Uh, I have known her name for quite some time before she, like, really blew up and she swept at the grammys um rightly so because she's so talented and um oh let's just read it and we'll dissect billy eilish has fans guessing over a new number on her instagram account while she has more than 64 million people following her posts at the moment the star's home own homepage is likely looking bare at the moment considering she's not following any accounts this week, fans noticed the Grammy-winning songstress was not following anyone on the platform. Currently, her page shows that she's following one account, though no name displays upon clicking. A potential glitch. Whatever the case, the reason behind the sudden unfollowing is unclear. Some fans have pointed out that Eilish... I'm sorry, some fans have pointed to a post Eilish allegedly shared on her Instagram story and then deleted, which read, quote, If I am following your abuser, DM me. I will unfollow them. I support you. E! News has not been able to verify the alleged post. E! News has also reached out for, to Eilish, uh, her reps, for comment. Meanwhile, the star has been using her platform on Instagram to speak out in support of the Black Lives Matter movement and to encourage her fans to take the coronavirus pandemic seriously, including 
telling her followers directly in an Instagram story that it is a really big deal right now and it is not a joke. And while she's been connecting with fans on social media, maybe a while until they are in the same room with her again, last month her team announced the remaining dates of her world tour had been postponed as a result of the pandemic. Quote, out of an abundance of caution, all dates on Billy's where to go. Oh, where do we go? World tour have been postponed. All dates are proactively being rescheduled. The tweet confirmed. Um, as soon as dates are finalized, Billy will share the updated schedule and all tickets will be honored accordingly. Thank you for understanding. Stay safe and stay home. Yeah, I mean, she makes a very good point. Really, people have to, to, to take this seriously because the numbers are going up, uh, of course, since various states uh, are reopening. And um, I think it's Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey are issuing mandatory quarantine. 14-day quarantine, self-quarantine um, mandates, I guess, for those who are coming into the States. Yeah, I mean, everyone in LA, I see at least, seems to be taking it seriously, wearing a mask. And I always wear a mask, and you really, really have to take it seriously, so wear a damn mask. Um, so, and I'm, I think also, with the rise in testing, the rising numbers might come from, you know, the the huge protests that have been going on. But from what I've seen, ooh. Ooh, excuse me, sorry. Everybody at the protest was wearing masks, but you're within the confines. You're in really close quarters with everyone, so I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I love Billie Eilish, and I'm sure she's you know doing her own thing on Instagram and unfollowing everybody for a very specific reason. She sort of uh, rocks to the beat of her own drum, much like I do. Um, and yeah, I stand her. I'm a big fan of hers, and I hope one day I get to see her in person because that would be so amazing. Although I don't know, given what's going on in the world these days, um anyone will ever get to see a live concert again, especially arenas with, like, thousands and thousands of people. Like, I just don't even know if that's going to be a possibility until there is a, uh, what do you call it, um, a vaccine. So here's hoping. Okay, second story of the day also comes from E! News. Penn Badgley reacts to sexual assault allegations against you, the TV show, the Netflix show, you, co-star Chris D'Elia. And I don't know if you follow the story of Chris D'Elia, who is who's a stand-up comique, um, there have been some sexual assault allegations that are very seriously. His agent and his management group uh, both fired him, dropped him as a client. Um, and Penn Badgley, he was on, uh, he had an arc on season two of You, uh, Chris Delia, and Penn Badgley, who plays the lead, Joe, um, is speaking out about this. So let's, let's read it and we'll dissect. Uh, Penn Badgley is speaking out about the recent claims made against his You co-star Chris Delia. The star of the Netflix series told the Los Angeles Times podcast Can't Stop Watching that he felt, quote, very troubled by allegations that Delia has sexually harassed and groomed underage women. He explained that Delia, Delia's excuse me, alleged actions speak to a larger systemic issue, which has also led to him... Uh, question. I'm sorry, which has also led him to question whether you is causing more harm than good for its viewers. In the series, Pem plays a charming murderer named Joe Goldberg, who befriends a comedian, Cristelia, that sexually assaults the young women that seek his professional guidance, which is really crazy. And I mean, this next line basically summarizes what I was going to say. The irony that Delia's alleged actions mirrored that of his on-screen persona wasn't lost on, though, wasn't lost on those on social media, nor did it escape Badgley. Quote, I am also thinking about how to somehow not the idea that a show like ours would indirectly, unwittingly be a haven for people who are abusive is disturbing. It's very disturbing, he reasoned. What does it take to change that? Because it's not just vetting individuals. There needs to be a change in culture and attitude so that this kind of behavior is so clearly reprehensible. It's so clearly, like, anti-human. Um, the Gossip Girl actors shared that the accusations against Celia prompted producers to speak with Jenna Ortega, the 17-year-old actress who played opposite the comedian in season two. Quote, to make sure she felt safe, Jenna has yet to address the accusations publicly. He noted that he noted that he and the show's producers want to make sure that the set is a place where actors can, quote, 
feel safe and sound, even though their show details dark subject matters like sexual harassment and stalking. On June 17th, Delia told TMZ in a statement that he, quote, never knowingly pursued any underage woman to any point. All my relationships have both been legal and consensual, and I have never met or exchanged any inappropriate photos of the people who have tweeted about me. He stated, quote, that being, that being said, I am truly sorry. I was a dumb guy who absolutely let myself get caught up in my lifestyle. That's my fault. I own it. I've been reflecting on this for some time now, and I promise I will continue to do better. Penn said of the stories, quote, You know, to the degree that the subject matter is conflicting and challenging in that end, trying to create that culture, does a show like ours help to create that culture? Well, I know that at least our show is trying to be thinks about things in a dismantling, deconstructive manner. I hope that at least our show is not serving to uphold these kind of, like, bunk ways of being in these systems, right? He previously... Uh, he's previously spoken out about the f- alarming fan responses to his character, Joe Goldberg, who's a murderer and that preys on young females. Across social media, viewers have expressed adoration and desire for the stalker, something that Pem said he continues to be troubled by. It's always been tongue-in-cheek. The actor said of the show in January, part of the strangeness of the concept for me is exactly why we're all watching. Why are we making it? Why is it doing so well? These are interesting questions that we have something to do with where we are all at. Societally, Delia has had to comment publicly on Basley's recent remarks. Um, I love the show. You, I think it's incredible. I, 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 I personally don't watch it um, uh, with like prying eyes in terms of like being attracted to Joe's motivation specifically in season one, which is very, very creepy and very dark. I watch it because it's beautifully shot. I thought the acting was fantastic. Penn is obviously amazing. Um, Elizabeth Lale, who was the female lead, was great. Shay Mitchell was incredible. The friends are all incredible. Um, and the storyline's really great. And it really, um, the, uh, the plot of um, the series or the first season was just about how to deal with meeting or, or interacting with someone who you have no idea about um, and, and, you know, protecting yourself against uh, predators. So in that sense, I think the show is great. But yeah, it'll be really interesting to see if Netflix continues the series or if they're going to rewrite it or how they're going to go about it. Because I think what what the show also offers is a firsthand account of how to maybe pick up on red flags uh, with somebody who might be not have the best intentions with you. Um, so in that sense, you know, I I, I, I love the show. But yeah, I'm, it'd be really, really interesting to see where it goes. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of the show. And um, I'm, it's a horrible story about Christelia. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And it's, you know, completely unacceptable. And I'm glad that Penn Badgley is speaking out on it. Third story of the day. The reason why I started this episode out with the fabulous song, um, unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. This is from page six. The Hills, The New Beginnings, to resume production on season two this summer. Whoop, 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 whoop. My fa- I, I actually never saw the first season of season two of The Hills, New Beginnings, which is like really like season five or six of like The Hills. I don't even know how it works. The only thing I saw was like a clip of Misha Barton, and I like literally love Misha Barton because I, as I mentioned before in some of the episodes here, I'm going through the Library of the OC, and it's so good, and she is so good as um, Marissa Cooper. I like love that show so much. Um... And see, um, I, I rewatched season two and I started season three and I was like, you know, I have to go through season one again. I don't know why I always watch shows out of order. I've always done it. It's really weird for me. I have to start like season two or three and then I go back to one. Like I started Game of Thrones in season five, finish it and I have to go one, two, three, four. I'm just really weird like that. Um, here, let's read and dissect. The Hills are alive again. Season two of The Hills New Beginnings is set to resume filming at the end of uh, page six. You suck. Sorry. They always have ads pop up in the middle of the thing. Okay. 
Season 2, The Hills of Beginnings, is set to resume filming at the end of July or in early August, an insider told Page Six on Wednesday. The returning cast was two episodes in when the coronavirus pandemic called a production in March. Quote, Production is working with health officials in Los Angeles County to assure a healthy filming situation. The insider said, quote, they will be doing some self-shooting, but mostly back to filming with new health regulations in place for filming. Brody Jenner, Audrina Patridge, Heidi Montag, Spencer Pratt, Justin Bobby, Frankie Delgado, Whitney Port, Brandon Thomas Lee, Jason Waller, and Caitlin Carter uh, are all resuming to the MTV series, the insider confirmed, noting that Misha Barton and Stephanie Pratt will not be a part of the season. However, Barton, 34, is still very much a part of the cast drama and already called her replacement Caroline Demore. Quote, too boring. I don't even know who Caroline Demore is, but she cannot replace Misha Barton because literally Misha Barton is the queen. While Jenner 36 and Carter 31 split shortly after season one air, we're told that Jenner is okay with Carter being on the show. Quote, he has no problem with it, the insider said. If the show is true to their lives, she's a part of his life, even if they're not together. Well, we're not rolling for Jenner and Carter's dinner on Saturday with Jenner's rumor girlfriend, Brianna Jugworth. I don't even know who these people are, so let me just see if there's anything in this article that's, like, literally worth reading about. Nope. Um, yeah, so for all you Hills fans, that's gonna be really exciting for the show to come back. I, I really, um, am bummed, and I don't understand why MTV wouldn't want to bring Misha Barton back, because... She probably is the biggest name of this gang. I mean, I know Audrina's a big name, and Heidi and Spencer are originals, but Misha is Misha, and I am rooting for Misha Barton. I know she, you know, had sort of a low point, a lull, as we all do in life, um, but I'm rooting for her to have a comeback, because, actually, in an ideal world, because I know that Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage, the creators of the OC, are doing a Gossip Girl reboot, because they, they're the creators of Gossip Girl, too. But in an ideal world, I would love the OC at a reboot with Julie Cooper and Marissa Cooper. Um, I think if that were to happen, that would be unbelievable. And, like, maybe the, the new gen of the OC and, like, Marissa and Julie can be, like, feuding. Because, actually, what I'm realizing is watching the OC as an adult, and I'm so sorry if this is boring, but I'm literally going to talk about it because this is my podcast. I'm so smart, Aaron. Um, what... When I was younger, I obviously, like, loved the Ryan and Marissa drama and the Summer and um, Seth drama. But, like, literally now as an adult, I'm living for the Sandy and Kirsten drama, the Julie Cooper and Caleb Nickel drama. Like, I, I just can't get enough of it, um, which is obviously probably because I'm now 30 years old. Um, and when I watched it in high school, I was, like, 16. So it's just really crazy how time changes. So time goes by. So slowly, nobody's ever done. Not really, though. Okay. Final story of the day is from the New York Post. I, like, hate the New York Post, but I'm going to read about it because it's, like, this article was actually really important to the times that we're living in. Um, Jenny Slate, who is a comedian who was on Chelsea Handler, who I actually love, Jenny Slate will, says she will no longer voice black character on Big Mouth. Um, Jenny Slate has announced she is exiting Netflix's animated series Big Mouth to make room for a person of color to voice her black character. Well, I obviously, this is great, but I also am wondering why um, they would even cast... Uh, a Caucasian actress to voice a African-American actress. That is just, that's just, like, dumb. But, you know, you live and you learn. Okay, uh, the actress 38 posted a lengthy note about her meaningful anti-racist action on Instagram and noted that by portraying her biracial, I'm sorry, biracial character Missy Foreman Greenwald for the past three seasons, she was engaging in an act of erasure of black people. Quote, at the start of the show, I reasoned with myself that it was presumable for me to play Missy because her mom is Jewish and white, as am I. Uh, Slate wrote on Instagram that Missy is also black, and black characters on an animated show should be played by black people. Um, as I look back on the nature and emergence of my own voice in comedy, I know that I have made mistakes along the way, she continued. I can't change the past, but I can't take accountability for my choices. I will 
continue to engage in meaningful anti-racist action, to be thoughtful about the messages in my work, to be curious and open to feedback, and to do my best to take responsibility for the ways that I am part of the problem. Most importantly, though, to anyone I've hurt, I am so very sorry. Black voices must be heard. Black lives matter. Um, Big Mouth co-creators Nick Kroll, Mark Levin, Andrew Goldberg, and Jennifer Flackett chimed in with a statement supporting Slate Sensei from the show. Quote, after thoughtful consideration, I'm sorry, after thoughtful discussion with us and our black crowd collaborators, Jenny Slate has decided and we wholeheartedly agree that Missy on Big Mouth should be voiced by a black actor. We sincerely apologize for and regret our original decision to cast a white actor to voice the biracial character they wrote. We made a mistake, took our privilege for granted, and we are working hard to do better moving forward. We are proud of the representation that Missy has offered cerebral, sensitive women of color, and we plan to continue that representation and further grow Missy's character as we recast a new black actor to play her. We thank Jenny for her decision and for creating... Uh, with us, an inspiring, compassionate, and very human character. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just reading. What, uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I think this is great. I think this is, uh, this is. I mean, obviously, it sucks that this had to happen. Um, it, it had a, it, why a black actor wasn't cast initially. Um but you know what? We're as a society learning and evolving, and um, I think this is this is just great. You know, this you know, kudos to her for taking accountability and you know recognizing that this didn't feel right. And you know, some may argue and say, why didn't she maybe feel this way earlier? And maybe she did. I mean, we don't know. But also, we are living in a time where now we're we're cleaning up our actions we're really taking accountability and it's like this is how i see it so i'm i'm middle eastern and and i've seen this a lot it really really upsets me and my peers when caucasian actors who look a little middle eastern are cast as a middle eastern actor or middle eastern roles it really it's really upsetting um and again i'm not making this about myself but like i just it's this it's it's understandable why it's just like why would you cast a white actress to voice a, a cartoon that was black you know it, it's taking away from the authenticity of it and the right for them to play these roles um so yeah good for her and uh um, it's gonna be interesting to see who gets the part i think they should give it to gabrielle union because i'm like gabrielle union's biggest fan obviously i love her from 10 things they hate about you she was chastity and then of course i'm bring it on where she was isis and then um deliver us from eva and then she had that really good show on vh1 um and just a roster of incredible movies and and just roles i, I she's, she's supremely talented and i really um i just love her and she's so funny and she's smart and she just love her biggest biggest fan and um or amber riley i love amber riley of course from glee uh, Carrie Washington is a queen. By the way, I've been watching a lot of scandal clips on YouTube. And how I got to know that was because I, I am obsessed with Lisa Goudreau and I love the comeback. But I, I remember Lisa Goudreau was an episode of Scandal and she was so good. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, and then I'm going down the Scandal rabbit hole. I've already watched the whole series, but like literally I'm living for it again, so it's great. But yeah, anyway, so that's not Thursday episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, please just, I love you guys. I'm so grateful. You can check out my podcast on Podcast Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Castro, Podster, Podbean, um, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, basically wherever podcasts are hosted. Um, you guys are the best. I love doing this. And uh, I hope you have a really good Thursday. Stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and I'll be seeing you, or you'll be hearing from me, uh, Friday. Uh, with some juicy, juicy stories. I hope there's some juicy stories. Otherwise, it's just like, what the hell? Okay, bye, everyone.